Hello and welcome to another edition of Marketing Musts with Rick. I am your host, Rick Mancini of ASI. I have with me today Liz Italia. Say hi, Liz. Hi. Liz. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, just a brief introduction of my role here at ASI and um, what I'm responsible for and um, the, the role I play in, inside the building. So I work on the distributor side, helping ASI distributors with their online marketing, uh, things like social media, websites, uh, SEO, uh, SEM. So uh, managing a, a team of, of account reps who uh, help ASI distributors with their online visibility. And what we're going to do today is cover the top five best practices for using social media as a business. Now, the reason we have Liz today is a few reasons, actually. Her team here, and she'll tell you a little bit about herself and her role, but essentially manages and fulfills a lot of the uh, social media pages that we uh, take care of for ASI distributors, but she also has a, a little passion project on the side that she's about to tell you a bit about, along with her role at ASI. Liz? Yes. So uh, at ASI, I'm responsible for managing multiple teams of writers. The first group is responsible for all ASI marketing for supplier distributor events, ASI show, ASI Canada, ASI computer systems. Then I also do a team of writers for content marketing. And then as you said, social media. And on the side, I foster cats and kittens and have a blog on cat behavior, which is supported with social media accounts on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Great, great. How long have you been doing the kitty blog? Kitty blog was just launched at the end of September 2018, so it's still fairly new. Great. Yeah. Okay. Well, without further ado, let's jump into the uh, theme of the podcast again, top five best practices when using social media for your business. Number one, social media is a branding tool. So what do we mean by that? I think a big part of this first bullet point here is to really manage your expectations when using social media. You know, we deal with distributors all the time and really business owners who expect a certain ROI when posting on Facebook or Instagram or um, when they create a social media campaign, they expect to see direct results. And sometimes they will, uh, but more often than not, Social media should be used as a branding play because that's really some of the practices that we're going to talk about over the next 15, 20 minutes um, show that using social media as a branding may be a little bit more, um, I guess, deliverable than trying to get that ROI, Liz. What do you think? Yeah, I agree. And I always tell people, think about what you do with brands that you like. Do you only look at brands that you're going to buy from? Do you look at brands because they post something interesting? Do you always buy from a brand when you like something that they post socially? So, you know, it's more the presence of the brand that is going to resonate with a customer. And I always think about, um, you know, people get hung up on likes and I understand why, but just because someone likes something doesn't mean that they actually engaged with it. And just because they didn't like it doesn't mean they 
didn't pay attention. Mm -hmm. I run into it, you know, I'll get a direct message on Instagram from someone who I've never seen like a single post and they're asking me a question about one of the videos I posted and relating it to one of their own cats. So obviously they're engaging with it, but I didn't know that because they didn't like it. So you try not to just focus on the likes and things like that. And just remember, you want to establish a presence and keep an ongoing presence on social media. And that's what it's all about. Yeah. And that ongoing presence is important, right, Liz? I mean, Mm -hmm. you obviously don't want to overdo it, but you know, the danger is underdoing it too. And, you know, maybe creating that lack of credibility for your business if you're not posting enough. Correct. You want to have a strike, a nice balance with your audience and know who your audience is and what they expect from you and what they want to see. Great. So perfect transition actually then to number two, uh, post different types of content to engage with your audiences and build connections. So obviously, if you are a business owner or an ASI distributor, more specifically, you want to post images and pictures of the recent jobs you've done, maybe an event you hosted where you had some cool promotional products that you imprinted. But Liz, isn't it also important to post maybe some posts that may humanize your business a little bit or humanize you. And what I mean by that is, you know, it's important to focus on your Facebook page as a business, but also to break down some walls and some of those barriers to get these customers and these followers to engage you. Right. Well, people like people. That's the bottom line. So they want to know that you're kind of like them. And I always tell people, did you spill coffee on your shirt on the way to work? Like we've all done that. And who can't relate to that? Just post it. I mean, I know it sounds silly, but people will engage with it because it's relatable. They also like when you ask questions and you actually want to hear from them. That's a good thing too. People want to respond when they see a question. And then behind the scenes stuff is always really great too. So something that's happening really cool at your office, how you put together a project or something like that. Everyone likes to see things like that because they can relate to it. Cool. Yeah, and uh, I speak with and talk to a lot of distributors at at trade shows and I'll go over their Facebook pages with them. And it is a a lot of um, business driven and um, images and posts of, of products that they've done. But it's important too, as Liz said, to kind of post something funny or something that might create engagement, you know, make a Super Bowl prediction or talk about the weather or, you know, maybe stay away from the political stuff. Yeah. But um, <laughs> anything that you can post that might get engagement from your customers is a chance for you to learn from them. You know, they may be a little bit hesitant to respond to a survey or to be open and honest with you, but you'd be surprised if you post something on Facebook, you'll get a lot of comments and it's a chance for you to break down some of those barriers. And one of the biggest results I saw one time was I tried to post almost daily facts about cats and I asked my audience to share pictures of their pets so that I could you know I could have more pictures because when you post almost every day you're running out of pictures of your own animals quite quickly so (laughs) I got a lot of response from people and they really took it and ran with it which was awesome and then I had a ton of pictures to use cool so number three use a voice that builds credibility through providing useful and relevant information that educates your audience. So this is something that we can speak to um, pretty intimately here at ASI. You know, one of the things that we are really proud of is our annual State of the Industry Report. And a lot of the posts and educational and informative posts that we do for our ASI distributors are stats and 
educational pieces from our SOI, from that state of the industry. So I think that's kind of the path we're talking about here, Liz. Yeah. So what you really want to try to do is you don't want your message to be too promotional promotional for a number of reasons. Number one, a lot of the algorithms and social media will knock you out of the newsfeed. So less people are going to see it if it's too promotional. And then number two, the number one people unfollow or don't pay attention is because they feel like they're being quote unquote sold to. So mm. you want to avoid that. And providing educational information is a way to connect with your audience and sort of grow credibility with them. So I recommend a lot of times to distributors that yes, it's important to say, hey, check out my website or check out my blog, but it's really important to tell an end buyer how to use a product and you know, give them a cool stat that supports why the product is popular, things like that, so that they have a better understanding of why they need that product instead of just get this product. Absolutely. What are some things you do with your blog right now? So when I have a blog, a post that's strictly promoting the blog, I will mention, you know, check out the blog. I may put in the link to it. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I'm posting things and it's to connect with the audience, but I don't put the link in every single time I'm posting because sure. I want people to look at me as a resource for information on cat behavior and not just about my own blog. Go read the blog. It's more about building that connection and having them trust me too. Absolutely. And I think that's important too for distributors. If you can as a business owner, as an ASI distributor, post an informative stat about the staying power of writing instruments versus drinkware, something like that. It may not trigger a buying decision right then and there, but now this person who saw that post knows that you have some knowledge about promo mm -hmm. and it's a chance for you to build that credibility. Absolutely. And the other thing with that too is that if someone goes to your profile, which always has your link on it, and they click on that link, I would say they're more invested and a bigger potential customer than if they just click on a link in a post because of the extra step there. It just shows added commitment. You're almost sort of pre-qualifying them. Definitely. Number four, post different types of images. So as I mentioned before, it is important to have that mix of product-driven and different jobs and you know everyday posts and engagement posts and things like that. But it's also important, look, if you're at a trade, so, trade show, post a selfie and geotag where you're at. Um, if you have something going on in your personal life, you know, as long as it's relatable and appropriate, go ahead and post away. Uh, I, I think a lot of businesses fall into the trap of posting the same stock images all the time. Talk about how mixing it up can help them out. It's really important to show that, again, like I mentioned earlier, there's a person behind all of this or people behind it. People love to see pictures of people. They love to see pictures of animals. You're holding a camera in your hand with your phone. You don't need to post overly produced pictures all the time. Mm you know, or things from a photography studio, people don't want to see that. When you're doing those selfies, that's more real to them mm -hmm. and you're going to build a better connection. So I also recommend a lot of times try bright colors, look for if you find a cool backdrop somewhere, take a picture there, anything to grab attention. And also, as you mentioned earlier, like progression picks are so popular in general in all walks of life. So if you have a project you just started, from start to finish, take a couple pictures and post it. People love to see that stuff because it tells a story and it's interesting. And in your spare time, along with your 
blog, you have also rescued a few kittens. So I've, I've seen from experience, <laughs> yes. you know, this uh, young kitten that mm-hmm. needed to be nursed back a few months later, you, you did nurse them back and they're, you know, healthy and, and looking nice and plump <laughs> because Liz fed them and took care of them. Yeah. But those are the progression pictures that you're talking about. Absolutely. People love to see that and they really connect with them. And, you know, I was walking into work the one day and somebody here said, oh my gosh, I saw your video of Lucy last night. She's come so far. And it's a foster I've had for over a year. And behaviorally, she's made, you know, huge jumps. And it's so funny. I don't remember that person liking the video, but it connected with her and she remembered and noticed the progress, which was really cool. Sure. Lastly, number five. Engage with with others. Remember, it's called social media. Um, I, this is a great one. I'm glad we have it uh, at the end here, saving the best for last. You know, it's important to get engagement from your followers and from your customers and from your potential customers. But a way to trigger some of that engagement is for you yourself as the business owner to be active on social media, whether it's sharing or even just a comment. You know, if you're following a local restaurant and they post a picture of their special that night say looks great or something like that with an emoji this is what we're kind of talking about here right liz just that yes don't be stagnant you can still even though you're the business owner and you're looking for engagement on your posts doesn't mean that you can't be active on social media too it's so important and remember if you are only posting it's a one-way conversation with your audience and think about it if you're having a one-way conversation with someone that's not the best way to build your business so I you know I tell people you can say like you said this looks great or even ask that poster a question you know in your example this looks great you know what nights is it available or mm-hmm. something just to get some sort of engagement it puts you on their radar and even if it's um, someone who you're not sure is even a you know a possible customer at this point, at least you start that conversation to start qualifying them. Sure, it's a chance to get an impression that you might not have usually gotten. You know, distributors that we work with, we encourage them to make their profile picture their logo. So every time that they're being active, whether it's commenting, sharing, liking, friending on Facebook, that's an impression of their logo. You see Mm -hmm. the profile picture when someone is active on Facebook, they see your logo, and it's a chance for that uh, brand recognition and touch point. And remember, their followers are going to see it too. If they're looking at comments, they're going to see the logo again. Absolutely. So it's more impressions and obviously better engagement Mm -hmm. from a reach standpoint. Well, those were the top five best practices for utilizing social media as a small business or as an ASI distributor. Again, social media is a branding tool. Post different types of content to engage with your audiences and build connections. Use a voice that builds credibility through providing useful and relevant information that educates your audience. Post different types of images and engage with customers. Remember, it's called social media. So that was a quick little synopsis of what we believe you can be doing on social media to improve in terms of best practices. And what we'll do in our next segment is ask Liz three Uh burning questions. (laughs) And they will be hot. (laughs) I'm ready. Okay, Liz, during this segment, we like to ask our guests three burning questions. These are very difficult 
I'm nervous. And take your time. Okay. Because these will be with you forever. Podcasts don't go away. <laughs> Do I win something at the end? No, you actually lose everything. <laughs> <laughs> First one. Since we live in the promotional products world every single day, what is Liz Italia's favorite promotional product? I love drinkware. I love mugs, my girl boss mug for coffee. I like my swell bottle with uh, kitties all over it. I like martini glasses with logos. I like drinkware. Now, do you let the cats drink out of the mug? Ew, no. <laughs> No. <laughs> this, it, relevant question. It's on the paper here. They have water fountains. They have their own. Oh, okay. <laughs> question number two for Liz. And this isn't on in your personal life, but as uh, your profession and your role here at ASI, um, what is bothering you? Well, I would say probably the thing that bothers me is when I'm trying to help a business and get a feel for them. And I ask what makes them unique, and they say, but you're the expert. Um, while that is true that we're professionals here, I would say I will never be an expert at your business because you are the number one expert at your business. And you have to be able to outline what makes you different from other businesses so that we can help you stand out. Um, and I think every single business should look at themselves, decide what makes them unique, and be able to say what that is because that goal should be defined before you're diving into any sort of marketing. Great. Lastly, third burning question. For any of our listeners that maybe have a non-aggressive social media strategy right now or they don't have a Facebook or an Instagram or a LinkedIn page or they started it years ago but it's kind of you know faded away a little bit, mm -hmm. as someone who deals with these types of customers and these types of business owners every day, along with your experience creating your own social media presence through your blog, what can you tell someone starting off in social media? I would say number one is quality over quantity like it's really nice that uncle ned likes all your posts but he's probably not going to be buying from you you need to so, leave uncle ned out of this yeah. i told you he <laughs> is retired and he has a lot of time on his hands so it's great to have people who like things but you want to be targeting the right people and your prospects those are more important than just the numbers are the types of you know people you're targeting and as i mentioned earlier you know likes are great but really the engagement is what you want people who are engaging with you mm -hmm. and then the second thing is you need to have patience and persistence because Viral sensations are great. We all wish we could have them, but the reality is that they really don't happen very often and to rely on that is not the best plan. So I say be patient, take it one day at a time. Remember you're maintaining a presence and really you're looking at six months to a year to really see your audience building and people engaging with your brand. And even though it seems discouraging in the beginning, just stick with it. Great. Well, very well done, Liz. Thank you for your time. That wraps up another Can I plug episode. My blog? Yeah, I was going to get to that. <laughs> but um, absolutely. So, Liz, where can people find uh, all the great work you're doing? Oh, thank you. Mm -hmm. um, the blog is Liz's Kitty .com. Mm -hmm. On Instagram, it's Liz's Kitty Bootcamp. On Facebook, it's Liz's Kitty Bootcamp. And Twitter is just Kitty Bootcamp. Cool. I'm sure there's uh, a lot of animal lovers and cat lovers listening right now. And uh, Liz is doing some really great things. So go ahead and check out her blog. Check out all of her social media. You can see a lot of the um, best practices that we talked about. I'm sure Liz uh, is uh, 
capitalizing and utilizing a lot of these uh, in her everyday um, experience with her blog. So without further ado, again, thank you all for your time. We will have another podcast coming in probably a few months um, regarding another social media or digital marketing topic. Um, But other than that, I would just like to say thanks again. This is Rick Mancini signing out. Have a good day.